You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Monday to you. I hope you had a great weekend. We have a three-segment podcast for you today. The meat and potatoes will be assembling the optimal starting lineup using only players in the AFC East. We're going to do offense, defense, special teams, and it's going to be a fun experiment here after we spent last week talking about the different position groups within the division and ranking them. And so now it's time to pull out the player that I would want at each position to be in the starting lineup for the 2021 NFL season. Segment three is going to be a catch-up on a bunch of newsy items, but let's keep the main thing the main thing here and dig into this ultimate AFC East starting lineup. Now, a couple of notes here to keep in mind to let you know how I got to this point. First of all, This is the optimal starting lineup based on players I prefer. So this is 100% my bias influencing my selections, right? This is nobody else's influence but my own. So I am going to prefer certain styles of players, certain skill sets more, and so therefore this is going to be the starting lineup based on my own personal preferences. Number two, There's no real blend of short-term or long-term concern. I'm not thinking about just this year or building a team for the future. If I was starting a franchise, this is the lineup I would just want to use for the 2021 season. The next thing is that it's mostly the best player at each position, but that's not always going to be the case. Again, my own biases are coming into this, and I discriminated heavily against guys that are often injured. So, Just keep that in mind as you listen to my selections for my ultimate AFC East starting lineup. Let's do it. Let's start with the offense. Let's start with quarterback. Big mystery here, right? (laughs) Which one of these quarterbacks am I going to pick? Josh Allen, very obviously. And I think that's the most exciting thing about considering this Bills football team entering the 2021 season within the context of the AFC East. They far and away have the best quarterback in the division. And there will be very few times this season where the Bills take the field and they don't have the best quarterback. And in most cases, by a good margin. And in all six divisional games, the Bills will have the better quarterback by a significant margin. Josh Allen's the only pick. There's not a person in the world that can be intellectually honest with you and not pick Josh Allen. Not even the the biggest homer of the Dolphins, Jets, or Patriots could sit here and tell you that their pick wouldn't be Josh Allen. All right, so let's move on to running back. This is where things got a little bit more difficult. And when I say a little bit, I mean a lot of it because there's not really any standout running backs in this division. (laughs) Take a look at these depth charts. Not a whole lot of uh, guys you get nervous about playing against. So, I picked Damian Harris, running back from the New England Patriots. And what went into this was, I think he's a very consistent running back in terms of 
finding daylight, maximizing carries. I like his build. I think he can handle the load, all that stuff. But more importantly is I think he might be the best pass blocking running back in the division. And that's something that I valued a lot. I thought about Miles Gaskin from the Miami Dolphins because I think he's probably the most established pass catcher, not including James White, but I mean, you know, a guy that you would actually look at as a lead running back. But the guy just, you know, he's been injured since he's been in the NFL. And I don't know that he's the pass blocker that Damian Harris is. So I think I get the most complete running back that has strengths in the areas that I care about the most within the context and structure and makeup of this team that I'm assembling today. So Damian Harris, the running back from the New England Patriots, is my pick. At tight end, and I'll tell you right now, my my offense is 11 personnel. So we're going to have three wide receivers, one tight end, one running back in this starting lineup that I'm assembling. My tight end is Mike Gusecki from the Miami Dolphins. I know you're probably thinking I should have picked Jonu Smith. And Jonu Smith's a good tight end. But there are things that I prefer in Mike Gusecki over Smith. Gusecki has better size. I mean, he's a lot taller. Jonu Smith's not necessarily like a super big, long, tight end. He's kind of more of an H-back. Gusecki gives you that 6'5 frame at the position. Better size, better length, better athlete. And he's a more proven receiver down the field. I think what gets lost in some of the buzz with Jonu Smith is how he was used in that Tennessee offense. Very much a yards-after-catch guy. I mean, his average depth of target was like five or six yards from the line of scrimmage. And Mike Gusecki's double that. He's over 10 yards average depth of target. Not as much manufactured touches for a Gusecki like you saw from a Johnny Smith. Now, I don't think either one of them profile well as an inline attached to the formation type blocker, but I don't know. That's not what I value in tight ends. I want pass catching ability, mismatch ability, seam busting ability, a guy that presents nightmares in the middle of the field that's good at the catch point. I think Gusecki is better in all of those things than Jonu Smith. So give me Gusecki at tight end. At wide receiver, I'll give you this as my entire group, right? My, my three receivers. Obviously, Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley in the slot, and then my other wide receiver is Jalen Waddell. And there's not a lot of rookies on this entire thing. There's two rookies, and one of them is Jalen Waddell. Here's the thing. I think Waddle's going to be special. I hate that the Dolphins got him. He's dangerous. He's a guy that's going to make me nervous about playing the Dolphins every time because he's got speed. He's got route running ability. He has hands. He has ball skills. He's a nightmare to carry vertically down the field. He's a nightmare to tackle in space. He's really good in the return game. I mean, he's an explosive, dynamic playmaker. And since I already have Diggs, Beasley and Gasecki, he was the guy that I said, yo, let's bring this guy into the mix as that other receiver and really present a lot of spacing problems for defenses. So I thought about Corey Davis from the Jets. Injuries definitely weighed heavily on my mind there. Thought about Devontae Parker from the Dolphins. And again, (laughs) injuries weighed heavily on my mind there. I didn't think about anyone from the New England Patriots. So this is me taking a swing here, understanding the makeup of my roster, understanding that Josh Allen's my quarterback, and giving me a guy that I think has 
unbelievable potential as a dynamic playmaker for my team. And it's not like I'm going to be relying on Waddle for volume, right? I'm not going to run my passing game through Waddle. That's why I have Diggs and Beasley. But as that X factor in addition to those guys, goodness gracious, that's a lot to deal with. All right, so that's my wide receiver core, Diggs, Beasley, and Waddle. Let's do the offensive line. My offensive tackles, Deion Dawkins, the left tackle. I think he's the best left tackle in the division, and I don't think it's particularly close. Consistent, never injured, locks down the blind side for Josh Allen, who's a quarterback that does not have a quick trigger. Josh Allen does not get the ball out of his hands very quickly. Puts a lot of stress on the offensive lineman. And Deion Dawkins gets it done at left tackle. At right tackle, I'm going with Mikai Becton from the New York Jets. First-round pick last year, big, long, powerful, athletic. I mean, rare dude. Absolutely a rare dude. If this dude can stay healthy, he is going to be one of the best offensive tackles in the NFL. So my tackle tandem, Deion Dawkins and Mikai Becton. My center, Mitch Morse. I think he's the best center in the division. Pass blocks the best of anyone in the division, and that's the thing I care about the most. And with the makeup of this offensive line really featuring a lot of dynamic, powerful run blockers, I especially like Mitch Morse for his ability to pull, get out in space, be a help blocker, combo blocker in the run game, and really lock down the depth of the pocket because he's such a good pass blocker. So Mitch Morse, my center. And then my guards, Shaq Mason is my right guard. He's an elite blocker from the New England Patriots. He's been blasting open holes for years there, and he's a good pass blocker and uh, good in space. I mean, he's he's an awesome, awesome player. And then my other rookie, so there's a spoiler for you, no rookies on the defense. My other rookie is my left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker from the New York Jets. They traded up to get this guy, and um, I loved him at USC. I thought he was super technically refined, consistent, uh, stays square, has good power, Definitely not a, a finesse guy. You watch him and you you really appreciate the technique. But that doesn't mean that he's not a guy that can get some movement and has power. He, he's, he's a really good football player. I think he has a chance to become one of the better guards in the NFL. So my offensive line is left tackle Deion Dawkins, left guard Elijah Vera Tucker from the Jets, center Mitch Morse, right guard Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots, and right tackle Mikai Becton from the New York Jets. So offensively, I have four players from the Bills and two each from the Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma Money, you could win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. When you use your Credit Karma Money debit card, You can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma Money has already given away over $3 million in instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Credit Karma Money 
Progress starts here. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Let's transition over to the defensive side of the football and deliver my ultimate AFC East starting lineup on defense. And this will be a base nickel defense, so... Four down linemen, two linebackers, three corners, and two safeties. At edge defender, at defensive end, went with Jerry Hughes and Carl Lawson from the Jets. You know, Kyle Van Noy is kind of a very scheme-specific type player. Didn't really fit the makeup of this. Matthew Judon, one of their big-ticket free agents, I think he's been a beneficiary of that Baltimore Ravens blitz-heavy, aggressive scheme where he's been able to take advantage of alignments, angles, and scheme to get home. I don't know that he's going to be a uh, a consistent threat outside of that defense. You know, the Dolphins with Jalen Phillips is another player that I considered, but he's a rookie, and I think there's question marks there, although I believe he's got all-world potential. And Emmanuel Agba is a guy who played really good last year, and I thought hard about him, but The injuries have been a problem for him. And look, Carl Lawson has his share of injuries as well, but I'm hopeful that he can be the guy. And let's face it, there's no real pressure here because this isn't a uh, real football team that I'm assembling. So it gave you a little bit more courage to pick a guy like Carl Lawson, but um, I thought he was just the most complete answer opposite of Jerry Hughes that checked the most boxes that I was looking for. So um, there's some other good defensive ends in this division, but um, you know, I had question marks about a lot of them, and Lawson was the guy I felt most comfortable with. At interior defensive line, my three technique is Quinnen Williams from the New York Jets. This guy was incredible last year, and I think he's starting to show that ceiling that uh, at least I envisioned for him when I uh, scouted him at Alabama and was one of my top players in the draft back in 2019. So, I think he's going to be a problem in the NFL for a long time. I think he's going to be one of the most dynamic playmaking defensive tackles in the game, and so he was an easy choice for me. At one technique, I'm going with Raquan Davis from the Miami Dolphins, six foot seven, 350 pounds, carries that weight extremely well. You saw him flash last year if you watched Dolphins football. I mean, really dynamic in terms of his ability to anchor and control at the point of attack, reset the line of scrimmage, get off contact, make plays in the backfield, and he's got pass rush ability too. So he's not just a big 6'7", 350, can't move. He's extremely athletic. He has great length, and um, I like his ability as a pass rusher and run defender from the one technique position. So I like the makeup of that defensive tackle tandem in Quinn and Williams from the Jets and Raquan Davis from the Miami Dolphins. At linebacker, this was challenging. One of them is Matt Milano, I think is my weak side, pursuit style linebacker, guy that can play in space, cover, all that stuff. He was an easy choice. But as far as my Mike linebacker, it became a little bit more challenging because you know I want to buy into Tremaine Edmonds. I, I really do. And I think in the makeup of this defense, Goodness gracious, I think he could be really good. However, 
I had to go with C.J. Mosley from the New York Jets. I know he opted out of last season, and he was injured in 2019. But what this guy was for the Ravens is why he reset the market at linebacker when it comes to contracts. So I think if he can refine his form, you know, he's clearly the best Mike linebacker in the division. So I'm counting on that. And, you know, look, Tremaine Edmonds was really the only other option. And so while I did definitely have a slant towards picking Bills players, you know, when it's close and you have a more established player in Mosley, I felt comfortable picking him. So my linebacker tandem, C.J. Mosley from the Jets and Matt Milano from the Bills. At cornerback, and as a reminder, we're doing base nickel defense, so that means there's going to be three corners, two outside guys, and one in the slot. My top corner, obviously, Trey White. Best corner in the division. He not only is locked down in coverage, but he takes away the football. And that was a big thing that I hammered home last year when pumping up Trey White and talking about his extension. It's not just that... He's a big-time leader and that he's smart in coverage and he's sticky in man and he's really smart in zone. He takes away the football. He gets interceptions. He forces fumbles. And he takes away the football in the biggest moments of the game. He has the most fourth-quarter takeaways in the NFL since he entered the league back in 2017. I mean, the dude is special. Absolutely a special football player. Easy choice. My other outside cornerback is Byron Jones from the Miami Dolphins. Really, really good in man coverage. Good tackler. You wish that he had more interceptions, but I think he does everything else at a high level. So Trey White and Byron Jones, my two outside corners. My slot corner is going to be J.C. Jackson from the New England Patriots. This guy's taking away the football at a high clip. Had nine picks last year, five the year before that, three as a rookie. I mean, this guy is plucking the football. He's 17 interceptions in three seasons, your first three seasons, where he wasn't even like a full-time starter as a rookie. So uh, this guy's fine in the football, and he doesn't give up much either. I mean, his passer rating against his coverage, very, very, very low. So he was a pretty easy choice for me at slot cornerback. I thought about Justin Coleman, but he's had a couple of down years. Uh, but I think he'll be a good player for the Dolphins this year. But uh, J.C. Jackson and that turnover production was something that I couldn't overlook. Now, you may be wondering, where's Xavier Howard? Where is he? Ten interceptions last year. I think Xavier Howard's a good player. And um, the the reality is he's got some serious knee issues um, that are popping up. He has not really been healthy at all throughout the course of his career. So like I talked about at the beginning of the podcast I discriminated against players that just had lengthy injury histories, and Xavier Howard was easy to push aside, especially when you've got Trey White and Byron Jones as your top options that also exist. At safety, folks, I'm not going to make this harder than it has to be. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. I mean, that safety tandem is tried and true. It is the engine that makes the Bills' defense go. Those guys are exceptional. They're complimentary. They're versatile. They can play in man coverage. They play in deep zones. They tackle. They take away the football. I mean, I I just could not pick both of them. There's other good safeties in the division. Don't get me wrong. I like other players. Marcus May is really good. McCourty's really good. But 
you can't. You can't not pick Poyer and Hyde. I'm sorry. So that's my defense. I have five Buffalo Bills, one Patriot, two Dolphins players, and three Jets. Now let's do special teams really, really quick at punter Jake Bailey from the Patriots. I mean, this guy's becoming one of the best punters in the game. At kicker, Jason Sanders from the Miami Dolphins. This guy, oh my goodness, you watch him play last year? His ball is just perfect, right? Like, perfect trajectory, very consistent, has distance, he's clutch. Was an all-pro kicker last year and got a big contract and he deserved it. At returner, oh, I wish it was Andre Roberts, but he's not in the division anymore. Gunnar Alzluski from the New England Patriots. This guy really came on last year. Pretty good kick returner, but... He's really, really good as a punt returner. Over 17 yards per punt return on 20 attempts last season. 30 fair catches. No muffs. Had a touchdown. I mean, dude's coming on as a as a high-quality punt returner and kick returner. He was an all-pro last year. So um, he deserves this in my view, and it makes me miss Andre Roberts even more. So in totality, offense, defense, Special teams, the Buffalo Bills have nine players, and then it's exactly five for the rest of the teams in the division. Five Patriots, five Dolphins, and five members of the Jets. Need to tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the best-tasting protein bar on the planet. So many amazing flavors. They're all delicious. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. It's like eating a candy bar, but it's good for you. Built Bars are great for anyone who is health-conscious. Whether you want to lose weight, maintain weight, or just indulge in a delicious treat, you got to try Built Bars. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone on the keto diet. I've got a deal for you. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, let's close out the podcast today with a little bit of a news roundup. There's been some stuff that's come through that we need to address very quickly here on the podcast. Let's start with rookie draft picks and them being signed. So far, six of the eight draft picks have all come to terms with the team. The only two that have not at this point are Spencer Brown and Gregory Rousseau. And I'm recording this at 10.30 a.m. on Sunday morning, and there's a chance that one of those guys sign and the Bills will have less players that they drafted to sign with the team. But um, this is not something like in the past where you were nervous about it, especially your first-round pick where they could hold out and there was negotiating issues. With the rookie wage scale and the way the CBA is set up, this stuff is pretty formal, right? Like there's not a whole lot that goes into it. So you don't really have issues with rookies not getting signed in time for camp and all that. And if they do, then, you know, that's kind of embarrassing for your organization. So I don't see any issues with Rousseau and Brown getting their deals done, uh, but they just have not yet. And six of the eight Bills draft picks have signed. The next thing I want to mention is that phase two of voluntary offseason workouts have now concluded. The Bills had 75 players in attendance. And the reason that's significant is because there was a lot of fuss over this across the NFL this offseason where the dynamics of last year with COVID and basically the entire offseason being virtual, there's been a lot of pushback from players because of the NFLPA and the pressure that they put on players to say, no, we're not going. We learned last year that this is not necessary, that we don't have to go, and that um, we need to 
be united as a union and not show up and show that these teams that the offseason could be virtual. And you saw teams like issuing statements about this, like from the players, uh, you know, we are in solidarity, not going to show up and work, uh, you know? So it's nice to see that the Bills had 75 guys show up. And that's been pretty consistent in terms of the numbers across the AFC East. I know the Miami Dolphins had a really good participation. I think they were over 80, but with them showing up, it did come with an announcement that the players negotiated a less exertion deal with head coach Brian Flores in order for them to show up. I'm not sure if that was normal across the board or if that existed with the Bills, but we at least know that the Miami Dolphins uh, and their players negotiated having to exert less energy in order to show up for workouts with Coach Flores. So uh, some weird dynamics this year when it comes to voluntary off-season workouts. The next thing that I want to mention is that um, there's been some movement within the front office and coaching staff. Uh, first of all, there is no immediate plan to replace Dan Morgan as the team's director of player personnel. Of course, he went over to the Carolina Panthers to be their assistant general manager. And according to Brandon Bean through the team's official website, Brandon Bean, Brian Gain, and Joe Shane are going to absorb Dan Morgan's uh, responsibilities for now. Other moves of note that happened within the front office, uh, Terrence Gray has moved from director of college scouting to assistant director of player personnel, so you can assume that he'll also take some of Dan Morgan's responsibilities. Malik Boyd is now the team's senior director of pro scouting. Uh, he was formerly the director of pro scouting, so uh, you could see that probably with that comes some of uh, Dan Morgan's role as well. Also want to mention that Andrea Gosper was promoted to a full-time role in the scouting department. She was a scouting intern for the last two seasons, and Brandon Bean said through the team's official website that her new job responsibilities will consist of 75% college scouting and 25% pro scouting and administrative work. So awesome to see the Bills now have a full-time female scout in the building. Uh, that's something that I will always champion and uh, be happy to see. I, I love how the Bills have been on the, you know, one of the leaders across the league in giving females opportunities uh, to grow and develop and have prominent roles within the organization. That also extended to the coaching staff where uh, Sophia Lewin is now a full season offensive assistant coach for the Bills. She was previously at Princeton as their offensive quality control coach. And so I've really enjoyed seeing through the different programs and pathways that the NFL has set up to create more opportunity for women to create more awareness to some of the very qualified people for these jobs and just different touch points where they can go to seminars and, and network and get their face in front of people and, and all that type of stuff. And we've seen this work, right? Across the NFL, women are getting more and more opportunities. And I love that the Buffalo Bills have been among the leaders in creating those opportunities and giving women roles in the coaching staff and in the front office. It's, it's been really, really cool to see. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us today here on the podcast. Tomorrow, my AFC Power Rankings. I'm going to rank all of the teams in the AFC to give you an idea of where I think the Bills slot, who's ahead of them, who's below them, where the division rivals are. So tomorrow will be a really 
good opportunity for you to get a feel for the way I view this conference and um, you know some of the teams. I'll, I'll give you some blurbs on the teams and my general thoughts on them. So you have that to look forward to tomorrow. Herd mentality on Wednesday. And of course, we're daily, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, every day, all off season long. I'm going to give you a Buffalo Bills podcast. So make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.